Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, hour one. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. I am back. I will have you know I survived the colonoscopy. Sadly, they put me on the five-year plan instead of the 10-year plan, but all okay. Uh, I told the doctor that I was fine if I was sore, but I didn't want monkeypox out of it. He told me that I shouldn't make jokes like that with a man who was checking my esophagus and my colon in case he got the order of the procedures mixed up. So we will just leave it there and move on. (laughs) I have a good relationship with my doctor. Now, we have to talk. There are some ads that have come out, and you need to hear these ads because, I, you know, my concern— Ben Shapiro and I have both been talking about this for some time now on our respective platforms that Republicans focusing on defending Donald Trump and Mar-a-Lago have taken their eye off the prize, and the prize is November and winning, and they need to get back to jobs and the economy. So many of them have been so focused on defense of Donald Trump and the like that they haven't really uh, been focusing a lot of time on the economy, and it is the economy stupid. It is the economy that matters. Well, there are some hopeful signals out there as Reuters comes out and says the polling for Joe Biden has again shifted negative. The GOP is rebounding again in the generic ballot polling. Joe Biden is beginning to decline again. Uh, the student loan bailout, though it appears to poll okay, Uh, in reality, doesn't sit well with a lot of people. And so I want to play you two ads. The first is from the American Action Network, and it is about the student loan bailout. As always, I want to remind you, if you have not done so, if you text the word FIGHT to 52886, text the word FIGHT to 52886, you can enter the Eric Erickson Show's activism portal, and you can call your member of Congress and tell them you are unhappy with this student loan bailout. Now listen to this advertisement. I spend more time working on these cars than with my own family. I spend my days digging holes, cutting grass, and sweating. This is job number two today. So my customers aren't the only ones drinking coffee. I'm breaking my back out here for one reason. I want to pay off some other guy's debt. Biden's plan to pay other people's college loans using my tax dollars is a great idea. Biden's right. You should take my tax dollars to pay off your debts. My family will figure out how to get by with less. What's most important is we spare college graduates from any extra stress. Want to be a struggling artist? College is on me. My kids don't need fancy things like school supplies or new shoes. I work for you, theater major. This shift is for you, business major. Go buy yourself that new car. Enjoy your free ride. College is on me. Tell Congress, stop Biden's bailout for rich kids. That's by the American Action Network. Now, I I would say that's a good ad. Uh, I would do an additional ad that actually has a few people looking at the camera, not so chipper and, and mocking it but pointing out they did the right thing, they covered their costs, they paid off their loans, or they didn't go to college and did fine. Why are they being punished for doing the right thing? Uh, Because they're not getting any money back. I I, I think there's a, a second ad to be had there, but it's good. The other one I want to draw your attention to is by a group down in Georgia. It's 34 and 22. 34 was Herschel Walker's uh, foot college football number. 34 and 22 is a super PAC dedicated to getting Herschel Walker first across the finish line. This is an advertisement every Republican in every state should be doing. Of course, I build it up and then 
the ad freezes. Here we go. Let's play this ad. Gas prices, meat, milk, cereal. Everything going up. Cost of living, period. I'm on a budget. Inflation has gotten out of control. I don't go and see my grandbabies like I used to. Senator Warnock is not focused on inflation. I don't think Raphael Warnock is doing anything. He got in, but price is still going up. Raphael Warnock votes with Biden. He cares more about Washington than he do Georgia. I just don't know. I just don't see where he's done anything to help the situation. I cannot vote for Raphael Warnock. 34 and 22 is responsible for the content of this advertising. It ends with a graphic saying Warnock is not working. Um, this is the sort of thing Republicans need to do, and it comes at a perfect time. Biden's approval has fallen, holding near the low end of his presidency, according to Reuters Ipsos. In fact, a Reuters poll of all Americans has Biden in decline. Its poll of likely voters has the Republicans surging in the generic ballot. Now, this comes as a political morning consult poll has Democrats up by five in the generic ballot, but political Morning Consult has had the Democrats ahead pretty much the entire time. Um, the problem here is what Democratic consultants are saying behind the scenes. One Democratic official told Axios, quote, this was our best political week in a year, and the Biden White House immediately stepped into it. Jim Kessler of the Democratic think tank Third Way says it is fiscally reckless, unjustified on policy grounds, likely unconstitutional, and politically fraught. So, Biden has united the Republicans and most independents against him and divided the Democrats on this policy and also his speech. We have to talk about the speech. Joe Biden and the Democrats are doubling down on MAGA. Here's what you need to know. There is a law in politics. A party that gains momentum always overplays its hand. It happens to both sides. It's not a partisan issue. Both sides will inevitably overplay their hand. Uh, when Republicans have the wind at their backs, they'll overplay their hands. Same with the Democrats. Republicans uh, tripped when the Dobbs decision came out. Republicans clearly were not ready. Democrats were. Democrats planned for it. Republicans had a hard time believing it was true. Republicans will accept it because they would rather lose the Senate than have Roe stand. Democrats, on the other hand, were able to fire up their base pretty quickly, get people uh, motivated. So Republicans didn't overplay their hands so much as they were caught unprepared by what they already knew was coming. Democrats, however, have seen the summer fall polling shift in their favor, as it always does. They believed their own press. They've seen a series of positive stories from the media. And now, guess what? They've overplayed their hand. First, the college loan bailout. Actually, I would argue first, the Inflation Reduction Act that doesn't actually reduce inflation and is a global warming bill. Then the college student loan forgiveness deal. And now Joe Biden out on the campaign trail, picking back up, calling Republicans fascist, including this soliloquy yesterday in his speech. Police lost their lives as a result of that day. Police lost their lives. One of the officers said it was worse than anything he had experienced in war in Iraq. So let me say this to my MAGA Republican friends in Congress. Don't tell me you support law enforcement if you won't condemn what happened on the 6th. Don't tell me. Can't do it. For God's sake, whose side are you on? Whose side are you on? Look, you're either on the side of a mob 
for the side of the police. You can't be pro-law enforcement and pro-insurrection. You can't be a party of law and order and call the people who attacked the police on January 6th patriots. You can't do it. Um, here's a problem, and he goes on to call them fascist and says this. Right now you can't go out and buy an automatic weapon. You can't go out and buy a cannon. And for those brave right-wing Americans who say it's all about keeping America, keeping America's independent and safe, if you want to fight against the country, you need an F-15. You need something a little more than a gun. No, I'm not joking. Think about this. Think about the rationale we use that's used to provide this. And who are they shooting at? Shooting at these guys behind me. You know, maybe this is why Joe Biden won't give uh, Ukrainians F-15s. He's afraid they'll invade the country. Uh, the Ukrainians have been begging for fighter jets. All of Europe has agreed to give them fighter jets, and the Biden administration is blocking it. This is such a nonsensical and offensive talking point. Biden also suggested that AR-15's bullets are the fastest bullets made in America, that that you fire from an AR-15 and, and the bullet fat travels faster than in any other gun imaginable, which is absolute nonsense. He doesn't know. He doesn't care. He's making it up. Uh, interestingly enough, this came out, his, his attack on us and so-called assault weapons uh, comes out as, as the media redoubles its effort for gun control. Why? Because in polling, it shows Democrats care about this issue. So Biden and the media, including CNN, are going to make it an issue. But there's a problem here. And John Avalon, I think, on CNN gets to the heart of the problem with Biden and the Democrats doubling down on this talk about Republicans being fascists. The term semi-fascist is not helpful. It's not befitting the office of president. And while you can absolutely call out the dangers to our democracy, but it makes obviously perfect sense for someone like Senator Hassan because, look, in New Hampshire, 40, more than 40 percent of registered voters are independents. Right. I mean, another 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 30 and change of Republicans. Democrats are the third category among registered re registered voters. So she needs to be able to reach out. And that language doesn't help her do and that. Exactly. Uh, the Democrats think that calling Republicans fascist is going to help them. Uh, and it's not. It's going to alienate a lot of people. Remember, half the country voted for Trump, more or less. Seventy six million voters voted for Donald Trump. To call any of them fascist is to call them all fascist in their mind. That includes a lot of independents. And also, like the Republicans, they're not talking about the economy. In fact, they don't want to talk about the economy. Brian Deese, the, uh, the, what, the, the spokesman for the White House Council of Economic Advisors, is largely admitting we're headed towards an economic slowdown. Well, as I said, I, we are in a transition, and we certainly anticipate that as part of that transition, we will see some cooling in the rate of job growth across time. I think we have started to see that, although the labor market continues to be very strong. And it's our expectation that we'll continue to see that as well. Uh, but any time that Americans have more job opportunities to get good jobs with higher wages, uh, that's good news. We just have to work through this transition in a way where we can get to a stable, steady source of growth uh, for American workers and for the economy uh, without having to give up the economic gains that we've done. Certainly, we believe that that's possible. And we also think that the policy we're pursuing, the legislation we passed recently, will help contribute to that. Uh, except it won't because of your student loan policy. Here's Larry Summers, the guy who helped you create the Inflation Reduction Act. I did not support large-scale uh, student uh, debt relief because I thought it was 
using federal resources to make transfers, hundreds of billions of dollars, and I would have liked those resources put to better use, helping people who were poorer, who were more in need, and who would use the money to invest more in the future of the economy. I think that it does add to demand, which does increase inflationary pressures. Ah, and does increase inflationary pressures. This is a problem for the Biden administration and the Democrats. They've overplayed their hand now. They truly believed that after uh, all of the summer fall polling that always trends Democrat, that the wind was at their backs. They talked about their vibe shift. I've been telling you all the vibe can shift again, and it appears to be shifting again. We haven't even gotten to likely voter polling samples yet. The ones we have are not good for the Democrats, and we don't know that they're not undercounting Republicans. In fact, there's a lot about the polling we don't know for sure. We don't know who they're undercounting. Maybe they are undercounting Democrats aggrieved by Dobbs. I, I kind of doubt it. What I think is that Republicans, if they get off defense of Trump and, and the Mar-a-Lago and, and claiming that documents were planted, that the president himself says were, were declassified, um, I, which did, none of it makes sense and is deeply contradictory, you move on from that and you focus on the economy. You focus on uh, the, the defund effort. Joe Biden trying to be strong on, on police, except he's got CNN contributors out there saying that by saying take a strong stand for law and order, you're going to alienate Democratic voters. Let them. Let them alienate the Democratic voters. Nobody's going to believe the Democrats are actually strong on crime given what's happening in their cities. The Democrats set the Republicans up to take the bait on Trump and Mar-a-Lago, and it looks like the Democrats themselves have taken the bait just as much as the Republicans. They've distracted themselves at a time the Republicans are realizing we got to talk about the economy. And the Republicans decided to talk about the economy. Some great ads, they're starting to drop right as the vibe begins to shift in their favor. Everybody asked me about bowl and branch sheets. I actually put up a picture the other day. We got some at our house because we order from them. We actually are customers. They're like, oh my gosh, are they really that good? Yes, they get softer every single time you wash them. I mean, they use 100% organic cotton threads. They're super soft. You get such a good sleep. They have just the great weight to them. Like I had a pair of sheets we actually threw away when we replaced them with Bull and Branch, where is they were just like too light and also not very soft. The Bull and Branch, they're perfect. The drape across your body when you sleep, absolutely perfect. Bull and Branch uses the highest quality threads on earth for superior softness, for a better night's sleep. They've got over 10,000 stellar reviews. Their signature sheets come in nine neutral colors in all sizes from twin to California king. You will feel the difference, and they're 100% free from toxins. No pesticides, no formaldehyde, no harsh chemicals. Get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at BolandBranch.com. That's BolandBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. The promo code is ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. Hello there. The phone lines are open, 877-973-7425. Uh, there is some uh, data out there that should be troubling. It, it is actually troubling. First of all, let's start uh, with a specific company, Snap. Snapchat. I don't use Snapchat. Uh, it's one of those companies, actually, someone used, took my um, preferred username, which is E.W. Erickson. I'm E.W. Erickson 
on every social media platform I'm on. And someone took it on Snapchat and offered to sell it to me. And I just refused to use Snapchat. I shouldn't use it anyway. A, a, a mid-40s married man has no business being on Snapchat. Nonetheless, Snapchat has announced over 1,200 layoffs, 20% of its workforce. Uh, and they're pulling back investments. Uh, they're looking for savings. Uh, Substack, I'm on Substack. Uh, my daily email is on Substack. You should subscribe by texting DATA to 33777. You should subscribe because um, we're about to announce our conference and people who are paid subscribers get a big discount. But uh, Substack has announced it's cutting back on some of its investments uh, because it's looking at the economic headwinds. Now, what are the economic headwinds? Well, ADP... Uh, says that uh, payroll, private payrolls grew by just 132,000 in August. That is the slowest growth. Uh, it's a deceleration from 268,000 private payroll jobs in July. Also, uh, inflation or pay raises are up 7.6% this month, which is still not enough to combat inflation and ironically will also cause inflation as people are having to pay workers more to keep up with higher costs. Those higher costs will then be transmitted down to consumers in the form of higher prices for goods and services. This is not a good uh, look. Uh, several sectors saw the saw decreases. Financial activity, education, health services, professional and business services all lost jobs. The leisure and hospitality industry grew. The trade, transportation, utility industry grew. Uh, companies with 500 or more grew by 54,000 people. Mid-sized companies added 53,000. Those with fewer than 50 employees saw a 25,000-person gain. But it's all slower than what they were expecting. It's a warning sign of an economic slowdown. On top of that, uh, Cleveland Federal Reserve President Loretta Mester said Wednesday she sees benchmark interest rates rising above 4% by early next year and anticipates the rate increases will slow economic growth, which will be well below 2%. That means, in other words, she sees the Federal Reserve continuing to jack up interest rates uh, above where they have been and that she believes that's going to slow down economic growth, possibly putting us into a recession. My current view, she said, this is a direct quote, my current view is that it will be necessary to move the Fed funds rate up to somewhere above 4% by early next year and hold it there. I do not anticipate the Fed cutting the Fed funds rate target next year. Uh, she also says that uh, those rates will be elevated for some time. Uh, the Fed has already raised rates four times for a total of 2.25 percentage points. Markets are expecting another three-quarters of a percentage point increase at the September meeting. They're looking for uh, rate cuts in 2023, which she said isn't going to happen. Uh, this is all a big suggestion that the economy is actually headed towards very dark times. Jerome Powell, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, said as much last week in Idaho that in addition to poorer people bearing the brunt of inflation and the rate increases, that the economy itself is going to be unstable for a prolonged period of time. And these are the headwinds as we head into the final months, the final two-plus months of the midterm elections, when people really start paying attention. And I would be concerned if I were in the party that controls the White House, the House, and the Senate, 
to see more economic turmoil because the Fed's next rate increase will happen more than a month and a half before the election, and it's going to get factored into voters' minds when they vote. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you would like to be on the program, I would be delighted to hear from you. Let's go first to Susan today. Susan, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, pretty good. Thank you for taking my call. Um, something the Republicans, you mentioned um, the uh, ads that they're doing right now with all those people who are just talking the 37 or 44 or whatever it is. Um, something that our, the Republicans need to think about is that by October, late October, people are really starting to think about Christmas and the you know Thanksgiving and, and the holidays. And this year, you know, Joe Biden's economy, I think, is going to impact a lot more people negatively this year. And they need to do ads with people saying, thank you, Joe Biden. I'm not going to be able to buy presents for my kids this year or very many presents for my kids this year. And we're not going to be able to, we're not going to be able to see, go travel to see grandma. We can't afford that. And we're going to have meatloaf for Thanksgiving dinner this year. You know, I think that's probably something we're going to see. There, Axios has a story out today that more and more people are beginning their Christmas shopping now while they think they have money in the bank. Uh, that should be a big red flag uh, as the economy moves on and definitely something Republicans need to focus on as a closing argument. Uh, really, I mean, the closing argument goes back to Reagan's. Are you better off than you were just two years ago instead of four years ago? That's going to have a dramatic impact on the way things go. Now... Um, regarding, related to all of that, actually. Philip, if you're listening, uh, this is the one you're going to need to send out. I want to read you a quote. This is from Kurt Bardella. He was a Republican who didn't like Trump. He's now become a DNC advisor. Listen to this quote he gave on MSNBC after the President of the United States referred to Republicans as semi-fascists. Quote, The Republican Party is basically a domestic terrorist cell at this point, and they should be treated as such. It's a Democrat on MSNBC. Here are a few more quotes. Uh, A guy on Twitter, Tim Wood, captured these quotes off of MSNBC. There is no alternative right now because the Republican Party today is a fascist authoritarian project. They are a dime storefront for a terrorist movement. The Republican Party is no longer a party, but rather a white nationalist movement and a fascist threat to the nation. That's not hyperbolic. That's academic. Make America Great Again, hat popularized by the former president, was akin to a modern-day swastika or a Ku Klux Klan hood. The president calls them semi-fascist. Nancy Pelosi calls them enemies of the state. These are all statements made on or about the Republican Party. Yeah, as a matter of fact, um, I'm looking again for the source of the one, and uh, this is, yep, these are all statements on MSNBC. 
These are all actual statements made about the Republican Party. So Joe Biden and the Democrats offer us this idea that Donald Trump could provoke riots and violence in the country with his words. 74 million people voted for Donald Trump. And they're being referred to as fascists on MSNBC, racists, white nationalists, though many of them were not white. Make America Great Again hat, popularized by the former president, was akin to a swastika, according to those on MSNBC. A man attempted to kill Brett Kavanaugh. He was fired up by, among other things, decisions on guns and decisions on abortion. Joe Biden has never condemned it. Merrick Garland has never gone out and prosecuted the people protesting in front of Supreme Court justices' homes, though it is against the law to do so. The FBI has declined to investigate the firebombings of pregnancy centers around the country. And yet, and yet, they're focused on fascism from the Republican Party. The Judicial Crisis Network has launched a new ad. It has the audio of the 911 call of the would-be Kavanaugh assassin. We got my cat in 911. Are you thinking of hurting anyone, including yourself? Brett Kavanaugh, the Supreme Court Justice. Do you have access to any weapons? I brought a firearm with me. There's pepper spray. There is uh, a knife. Are you on foot? You're in a car? I'm just standing in front of the house. What were you coming to do, just to hurt him? Correct. This assassination attempt on a Supreme Court justice should have been a tipping point for Democrats. How far does it have to go before Democrats stop endangering justices? It's a good question because I don't think they care. Don't think the majority of the Democratic Party out there really cares about uh, if Amy Coney Barrett or Brett Kavanaugh dies, uh, particularly with Joe Biden in the White House, they think they'll be able to roll back Roe v. Wade. It's, It's terribly crass to have to say it that way, but I think it's true. I mean, if you're a progressive Democrat and you think that they screwed up, wouldn't you like to see one of these people replaced by Joe Biden so you can undo the damage of the Dobbs decision, even if it means that someone has to kill one of these justices to open up space? They are literally standing outside their homes protesting right now against the law, and Merrick Garland is doing nothing. There have been dozens of pregnancy centers around this country that have been firebombed after Elizabeth Warren and other Democrats launched attacks on them, claiming that they were misleading women. You know what they do? They give women free ultrasounds, prenatal vitamins, and health care when they're pregnant. Yet the media has not chosen to fight back and fact check the misinformation and disinformation on that. They're too busy calling Republicans fascists. They're too busy allowing Joe Biden to call Republicans fascists. They're too busy willing to allow the Democrats to say every bad thing possible about Republicans and let them get away with it and affirm what they say. It is not members of the Democratic Party who were in the crosshairs of a madman who attempted a mass assassination of members of Congress. It was the Republicans. 
James Lee Hodgkinson was a Rachel Maddow fan, a fan of the Southern Poverty Law Center and a Bernie Sanders supporter. He was driven to take action against Republicans after Democrats started saying the Republicans were going to kill people with their health care repeal of Obamacare. And he drove from his home down to a baseball field where Republicans were practicing for a game and opened fire. And the FBI, the very same FBI that wants us to believe it has no partisan motivation, a couple of months before the election raiding Donald Trump's house, told us it was actually death by suicide. It wasn't political violence. Do you remember that? Do you remember? Because that actually happened. The Democrats at the FBI, and yes, the Democrats at the FBI, announced it was not a political assassination or even politically motivated. It was death by cop. That's exactly what they said. Even Nancy Pelosi was offended by what the FBI did and got with Republicans to make the FBI change it. Even Nancy Pelosi was at that point willing to stand up and say, nope, this isn't right. It was obvious what happened. The terrorist at Fort Hood was labeled workplace violence by the FBI. There is violence stirring in this country. The media and the Democrats only care about Republicans being violent. The media and the Democrats only care about highlighting someone they can label a Trump supporter as violent. In New York City, the number of attacks on Jews has skyrocketed. Only one person has served any time in jail for attacking Jews in New York. It is not MAGA Republicans attacking Jews in New York. And the media chooses not to cover it in the same way they don't cover the daily violence in Chicago. What the media covers and chooses not to cover is a symptom of their biases right now. You know, they were covering all of the anti-Asian violence after the attack in Atlanta at the Asian-themed massage parlor. You know, no one in the media has ever accurately covered that as the guy was addicted to sex and going to these spas for sex. No one's wanted to talk about the Asian-themed massage parlors around the country and what they usually are fronts for, what this guy knew and what this guy decided he was going to do something about because he believed they fed his addiction. They tried to make it about white supremacy, white violence, and Trump supporters when it turned out to be the guy was a sex addict and he wanted to punish the people he thought were contributing to his sex addiction. And then when all of the other violence against Asian-Americans and Pacific Islanders, the phrase created by the Census Department that otherwise has no meaning, they started focusing on that until it turned out the majority of the violence was done by young black men, and they had to stop talking about it because it didn't go against Trump and his supporters in the media. There's violence coming in this country. You have environmentalists in this country who believe as long as you drive your fossil fuel burning car, you're destroying the planet, no matter what they do, as long as you exist they're going to burn too. When Republicans take back Congress in November, they will at least take back the House of Representatives and they just might take back the Senate. And they start using reconciliation to roll back some of this Green New Deal stuff. What do you think is going to happen? Democrats fret about Republicans rioting in the streets. I've already seen the riots in Washington, D.C., when Trump was elected after George Floyd, you name it. Seen the riots in Kenosha, Wisconsin, Minneapolis, Minnesota, in Portland, Oregon. The media sure doesn't cover that stuff. And when they have to cover it, they give it a pass. You know, it's mostly peaceful. Didn't you know that? It's mostly peaceful, you bigot. 
violence is coming. You have the President of the United States calling Republicans fascists and semi-fascists. You have people on MSNBC saying the Republican Party basically operates as a domestic terror operation and should have no legitimacy as a political party. You have Elizabeth Warren stand out in front of a pregnancy center and say they all need to be shut down, they're harming women, and they get firebombed, and the media never wants to engage in any sort of hand-wringing over, oh my gosh, maybe Democratic rhetoric is causing violence. But Donald Trump says something and suddenly the whole world is going to be set on fire by his words. Maybe it's that they don't really believe this stuff. They just want to use it, a partisan weapon. And if they don't really believe it, if they're not willing to hold both sides accountable, then maybe you should just not believe it either. And maybe you should note the awful, awful things members of the media say about you because you refuse to get in line with their agenda. They're willing to vilify you as a racist, as a bigot, as a homophobe, as a transphobe, as a right-wing Nazi, as a white supremacist bigot. And they don't want to pay any attention to any of the violence coming out of the left. They don't want to pay any attention to any of the violence coming out of the environmental movement or any of the violence coming out of the pro-abortion movement, any of the violence coming out of Antifa and Black Lives Matter, they don't want to pay attention to any of it. To the extent that they do, they give it an excuse. It's a reaction to systemic oppression. What can you expect? And that tells me it's only going to get worse. And when it does get worse, it's going to come from the left, not from the right. And the media will excuse it. A man tried to assassinate a justice of the United States Supreme Court. Joe Biden has never even bothered to comment on it. And Merrick Garland, his attorney general, is continuing against the law to allow people to stand out in front of Supreme Court justices' homes and keep them up at night protesting. This is the same party that showed up at restaurants where Republicans were and sent a mob to chase them out of restaurants. And the media gave that a pass as well and they really think they can de-escalate the situation, they themselves are the ones making it worse. And of course, they're going to blame you for the things that their side does. They will claim you provoked it. When what happened? They're the ones who stood out and said, shut down these abortion clinics or these pro-life pregnancy centers and then watched them get firebombed and ignored the matter and did not even bother to ask the FBI to look into it. These are the people who turned their back when someone was showing up at a justice's house to assassinate him. These are the people who moved on from James Hodgkinson as quickly as they could once they found out he was a Bernie Sanders supporter. And yet they want you to have your nose rubbed in a statement from Donald Trump while their president stands on stage and calls half of America fascists and semi-fascists simply because they think the country should go in a different Direction, the direction where the economy worked when Donald Trump was in power. That's not going to win them the election, but it is going to provoke a lot of violence. One of the companies that's standing out there helping conservatives fight back on all this stuff is Patriot Mobile. They get vilified by the left, by the way. Um, that's one reason you should stand with them and do business with them. You get guaranteed great service. 
They give you good discounts for doing business with them, and they're not afraid to fund the conservative movement. In fact, a portion of their profits, by the way the company is designed, it's not an option for them. They have to do it because the way they structure the company. They give a portion of their profits to the conservative causes you care about, to the Second Amendment movement, to the pro-life movement, to conservative candidates and causes around the country. But you have to do business with them for them to be able to help fund the conservative movement. And again, you get guaranteed great service. You don't have to believe me. You can go see for yourself. They've got great detailed coverage maps, 5G, 4G, data, voice, you name it. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric. You get free activation with my name. You can roll your phone number over to them. It's patriotmobile.com slash Eric. Or you can call them 972-PATRIOT. You get guaranteed great service. You're talking with people who are working in the USA. They spend a portion of their profits on the causes you care about. 972-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash Eric. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. I want to go back to the phones. Is it uh, Tony? You're going to be up next. Welcome. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? All right. Um, there's a name, another name you have to add to the list of, you know, fascists and uh, racists for black people that's conservatives and don't support the Democrat Party. We're being called black skinheads. So you have to add that to the list. Wait, 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 wait. A, a black yeah. skinhead. Yes, yes. Yes, I've been called that several times <laughs> um, on Facebook with other people several times. If you're not a Democrat and or you're conservative or, you know, you don't support those views. That's that's the new name because they can't call you racist, or they can't right. because you're black. So they have so that's that's. So I just want to let you know, add that to the list of the My names gosh. that we you know. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to the rewrite of Harriet Beecher Stowe's classic, uh, "The Black Skinhead's Cabin." Um, my gosh, that good yeah. gracious, yeah. that's absurd. Um, mm-hmm. It also mm-hmm. kind of shows you, yeah. Tony, how unthoughtful these people are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even if you go against anything, you say anything against global warming, anything against abortion, anything against Biden, anything, you go against that, that's what you are. Good grief. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. it, it, well, listen, I, I, I appreciate you letting me know, putting that on my radar. I'm going to keep my ear to it. This reminds me of, remember, in the, what it was, the George Zimmerman, Zimmerman, Trayvon Martin thing, that suddenly uh, we all learned that uh, there are black Hispanics and white Hispanics, and George Zimmerman was clearly a white Hispanic because of, what he did, uh, the, the intersectional need to weave race into everything. And if you're black, you must align in a certain way. And if you're not, you must be insulted and called an Uncle Tom or a black skinhead or, or a, a host of other pejoratives. Uh, the Democrats have to focus on your race and stereotype you and align you in certain categories as opposed to just treating you as an individual who thinks for yourself. Good grief. When we come back... I want to talk about Mikhail Gorbachev, but also a story you have not heard of, probably, in Jackson, Mississippi. They're having a water crisis, as bad if not worse than Flint, Michigan, but it's not a swing state, so the media can't use it against Republicans, so you're not hearing a lot about a story that actually is a human tragedy of an epic scale.